0: Welcome back to Ask the Expert. We have today a cool dude named Andrew Chow. He is the owner of Boba Guys, and he has many, many more stores than our very own Jumbi but he is our competitor and sworn enemy in the drink <laughs> boba game. And we said, yo, why don't we come around? Why don't we have him come over here and we'll find something that maybe we can get along on, such as how our Asian dads disapprove of us severely. And Steve now has an Asian Stepdad. I sure do. Or
1: he doesn't like me at all. all. He doesn't like me at all. Yeah.
0: No. So like he knows the feels.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay, can I ask? Uh, you are sitting here, you are their chief rival. Can you please take a sip of that and rate it for us? <laughs> okay, okay, let's do this. What is your order? What is and your want I mean, your genuine, you're an entrepreneur, you're a businessman, you're a rival, uh-huh. but your genuine thoughts on that cup of matcha. <laughs> we should have done like a taste testing. I know, you right? I know. I um, all right.
2: Well, it's, with the sunzu Art of War, is it like, know the enemy? So. Yeah.
1: Know the enemy. Please include branding in your review, all of it.
2: Okay. Let me tell you. The aloe's good. I got an aloe matcha. Yep. The matcha is great. It's high quality cause it's not too bitter, not too sweet. The green's really good. You know your matcha. Uh-huh. I respect that. Um, and um, cause a lot of matcha is overly bitter. You know, yeah. So yep. Yeah. And then, um, like Not Steve. too sweet. Steve, Steve is he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna milk this for you.
1: For this is what I live for. for.
2: What about that? What about the logo? Like the logo. The logo. <laughs> Branding is amazing. Yeah. I love the the idea that there's different colors. It's very vibrant. It's also very kind of like iconic. Um, I noticed certain things like uh, single color, which makes it easier to print on. So it's actually a very good economical choice. Yep. Because we do multicolor, and sometimes it's actually costs Amateurs.
3: Amateurs, yeah. they don't know what they're doing.
2: I like it, oh, it says recycle me. Absolutely, totally, like to- literally. So that's really cute copy. Mm-hmm. Copy is like the words that you write on the thing. And then um, you even got a registered trademark. You guys spend money on lawyers to get a registered? Dude, copy? we got an
0: actual trademark. Uh-huh. I, yeah, we did it because we we, we uh, decided to franchise.
3: This is also perf- perfect oh. hand feel for little Asian hands, see? Yep, little <laughs> Did Big you see Asian this? Hands. Yours doesn't uh, have this, uh, 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 but it says- Mono minority stereotype. <laughs> it says fears, uh,
0: doubts, and excuses, uh-huh. and then you stick the straw in it because you want to fuck them. You say, fuck you, bitch. Yeah. Fuck you, doubts. That is genius. You fuck those fears, doubts, and excuses. That is. Ge- how many? And how many you like, drink
1: fears, doubts, and excuses? Suck those fears. Yeah, suck them. Any criticism? <laughs> prepare daringly. What do you think of that? What do you think of uh, the, <laughs> the, the okay, logo? Okay. Uh,
0: yeah, it's called. It says pre- prepare daringly. Yeah. Are, is yeah, this, that's what
1: we are? Is this
2: really just a consulting? My my consulting hour is like two fifty an hour. Oh look, shit. So
0: This is. We could kind of afford oh, it. Shit, two fifty.
2: I gotta. I, I, I don't. I don't consult. You're you're their friends. Okay, so really, okay, prepare daringly. I like if I had to. If there was a small thing, is like, what do you mean by daringly? I agree. And how do you? I don't. I don't understand. (laughs) And how you have to support that. It's called RTB, reasons to believe. So if you say something, if Boba Guys is next level quality, bridging cultures, I have to prove it. I have to RTB, reason to believe it. Otherwise, it's just, it means nothing.
0: Yeah, it's just a random word. Yeah. So how are you guys so daring? We pre- well, we prepare these drinks daringly. <laughs> you put like a blend. No, 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 no. I'm gonna get killed by my partners. That's <laughs> not how, no, that's not how it
3: is. No, everyone's oh. blindfolded in the back and they have to figure out a way to make the drinks right. And you gotta you take said. your eyes and then you do the, the whole knife thing. And then, the, yeah, and and then, then you even when it. They, before they plug in, they hope they, they hope they pop
1: it.
2: <laughs> you should, yeah, that actually, you should you should do that, the target thing that you have on top. Yeah. And then like daringly is like you have different dares and then if you, and you just randomly pop it and then based on like it's what like do they movie. got that's the, it's like truth or dare dare yeah. matcha
1: That'll be pretty hilarious Follow question. How do you compare your branding to June B branding? And like where wh- why do you stand up above June be or below <laughs> whichever one you want to go with here
2: side by side? Yeah, uh, we stand along with with Jimmy. Actually, I do know they have great matcha So I actually because I, I see it all the time like man I want to send him matcha and, and get some like some exactly. seating but i mean he's he's got his own matcha or but all you guys have your guys i guys mean have
0: we them. can sell you the matcha you know <laughs> what i mean but uh we, we can do a collab we, we could, could be, be like now carrying june B matcha at our <laughs> stores and we can have boba guys boba at and you know we could do a oh that would have been a
2: great april fool's joke that would have we could have like done all these trades and it's like oh that would have been there.
1: hilarious. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. April is like literally a couple weeks away. Still do it. Yeah, is it it's uh, too early? To it. it takes time to make it these like things
3: sometimes. Yeah. yeah, but
1: um, how do you stand above or or, or whatever You really
3: want to put me on the spot? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Just no, but honestly, give us your mind. No, so that, no feelings hurt. If I'm yeah. watching this, yeah. Yeah. if I'm watching this, and I want to know how to make my brand stand above yeah. or below or whatever, and I think like, this could be a interesting comparison.
2: It's like sell me this pen, right? That's the Wolf of Wall Street. So sell me this boba, I. I think Junbi's Boba, pros and cons, it's all about positioning. Al Rees, which is a famous marketing book. So, positioning of Junbi, Joonby, Junbies are accessible. They're kind of more, because of the color, the way it's kind of branded, the fun type, the font typeface matters a lot. Yep. Like, that creates a little bit more, I would say technically mainstream. Boba guys, given our typeface, and the way our, our, we're much more minimalistic, in American kind of culture, it looks a little bit more bougie. Mm. So. But that's where we, we did the aardvark on purpose. We mm-hmm. use an animal, which is our, our logo. And you
0: hit the nail for us, we are uh, tr- trying to hit the mainstream, yeah. keep it simple. What's yeah. an aardvark, is that an
2: ant ear? It looks like the ant ear, yeah. It's like the thing with the nose. We did it because it was obscure but familiar. It was kind of our symbolic, Way of, it's like a spirit animal. Yeah. I thought you guys were UCI alumni. People think that, all, I didn't oh. know that. I thought
3: it was because you were uncircumcised.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: hey, 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 uh uh... Yeah, just
1: Let everyone know, I'm uncircumcised. It's just, a, you're like, it's just a great dick joke. <laughs> I couldn't let like go. Like go
3: of it.
2: You have to look closely at the aardvark yeah. and check out the nose. It, note, it is
3: sticking out?
2: It is, it is thick it, it has no skin oh. <laughs> on the nose. Damn
3: it, so it's circumcised, all right.
2: I don't think I've ever given an answer. <laughs> You're going to cut this on the, the promo clip.
3: That right? should be a question on every Ask the Expert. We have like a Navy SEAL coming. Yeah. So are you circumcised? Are like you circumcised or not? <laughs> I'm glad you agree there will never be women
1: on the Ask the Expert show.
3: Hey, yeah, we. They're not experts at anything. <laughs> oh, no! I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding.
1: For that, there you go.
2: Yeah,
3: um. Okay. It's Women's
2: History Month. I got to say that. If I, if I don't say something like that, I'm going to get canceled.
1: There you go. Yeah. Love it.
2: But um,
0: yeah, so I, I don't know if it's comparing apples to apples because they just appeal to a
1: different group from a mm. Steve trying to make enemies among, and we are enemies, but we want to keep that quiet. Well, I find it very interesting because you guys are sitting next to each other. Why not talk about the difference? I know, that's hilarious. I do fucking love it. That is the major difference though between the two. Yeah, I think our positioning is different. Yep. I mean, our,
2: we use obviously also like we're not just matcha. So they specialize in matcha, I would argue, and mm-hmm. we don't. And so we do more coffee and matcha. So I think in that way, in in different
1: times. So your matcha's not as good.
2: (laughs) I'd like to say, people, there's this misnomer, there's this idea that jack of all trades, master of none. But back in the old days, you could be a renaissance person. We tend to be a renaissance brand. We could do anything good.
1: Yeah. Uh, Oh, shit. Good 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 answer, Jesus.
2: What I have to say is that every time you guys come up
0: with new concepts, right, I always wish that we stole these ideas, like the whole like childhood snacks that we grew up with and then you did the whole uh like the asian market stuff mm-hmm.
1: yeah, and yeah, then yeah.
0: you you i love that like the Wait, like the that? candy so to the rest of us? so like there's um like when you go to the asian grocery store there's like kids snacks that you grew up with like the like the ground yeah Hall yeah, yeah. flakes uh-huh. whatever white rabbit candy mm-hmm. whatever and they turn these into drinks.
2: Oh, cool. Yeah, That's so really it's cool. like,
0: yeah, growing up with Reese's Pieces and then t- turning that into a drink or right. something like that. That's really cool, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, you fucker, I wanna <laughs> We weren't the only here? ones who did that, do that. It's like a blizzard. No, but you're- uh, The way that you guys did it in a set is, yeah. it wasn't just one by one. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I thought that was the pretty- the packaging
3: diverse. of it all.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I don't get overly serious, but a lot of it is like, if you at scale, if you're one or two shops, you're quick and nimble, so you can kind of like crank out everything. So yeah. our ideas to roll across 17, 18 stores is Oof. really yeah. hard. So I have to think way in advance. Right now, like you know, our April Fools' one that we did, we actually locked April Fools' a year. I'll just tell you, when does this come out? April after April Fools' or?
1: Um, I don't I, know. I'll bet. I uh, bet. I put money on it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: So like it's 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 uh what did we do this year? Oh, it's um I think Broba guys.
3: Guys.
1: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be like muscle milk and a shake, and oh. it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. So that's
1: why- Bart he- just likes it. Bart's like, oh, I would buy that. And you're like, a- no, you're an idiot. It's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But that's a good April Fool's joke, right? April 2nd, yeah, too? No, yeah. <laughs> well, we did Cannaboba that blew up, like
2: Cannabis Boba. We actually made it for Vice, because um, they, they kind of pitched an idea, and because we were in their, their kind of portfolio thing, and we're like, we can pull it off a, a Cannaboba, and it's never been done. And because we control our own supply chain, I was like, we could do it. And people thought we faked it for the camera, but we did it like a double joke. We did it on April Fools, saying it's April Fools, but in real life, we actually filmed it already. And then when it came out in 420, which is 20 days, 19 days later, it actually was real. Oh. Wow. So it was so totally like, ha ha, like that. So we tend to do that. So the question is, is like, do you, I mean, a lot of it is just playing. That's what I'll just say. It's like the bigger you get, you have to, because mm-hmm. you're, I wish I could, I want to make a drink today and I could go to market tomorrow. I can't do that. Anymore.
3: So for your guys' like initiatives and stuff, how long does it take? Like how much lead time do you guys- Oh my like?
2: God. I mean, when we did the- It was like a year? The longest one was that 88 Rising thing we did. That was like fucking crazy. That was long.
3: Like yeah. a year of planning?
2: Uh, less than a year, but it was long. It was like maybe nine months when we first- Wow. You have to arrange, you know, deals like that. We did something with, I mean, uh, ArcLight Cinemas. We did stuff with. I'll tell you the one that maybe I, I could start leaking as we have one with. Um, oh, I don't know if I'm allowed. Actually, I can't. They, they, don't, they don't care, but I don't know if our team will care. But it's we have. It's likely we're gonna work with Carriers. So, oh, cool. Yeah. So that was a huge one. That's that, tight. They're down here actually, uh, CloudCo. Wow. And
1: um, I don't know if I can leak this, but Jimmy's gonna
3: be doing some stuff with, with Walt Disney World. So. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah. Well, I can't really talk yeah. about it.
3: Um but this with all the public parks too, you're going to be oh, so doing on something with the side. public parks yeah. yeah oh in the public parks
2: i'll do lego land i'll, I'll, I'll
0: lego.
3: oh shit that's <laughs> <laughs> well we're going to be working with the
0: department
1: of water and you know water and power and
0: power, power and, and general yeah. electric and you know
2: i'll work with yeah. planet earth yeah. and uh <laughs>
0: oh, shit. Oh, oh, shit. oh
1: shit he got
2: us oh fuck. <laughs> no but as uh, you get bigger it gets more complicated because if i do something small the problem is if it's a certain size it's this idea of scale right yeah i do two local the, the 18 to 16 other stores, they don't make sense because it only works for my Long Beach store, uh. my Fillmore store. I then have to do it at scale. If I do it at scale, you work with partners that need to plan because they gotta go through license approvals and all these yeah. things, right? So like, I gotta, like right now on my drive here, I was approving, I was literally at the top of my mind, I was approving Care Bears because supposedly we moved the cloud wrong, right? So what's cool is we have our aardvark in the universe, which is, think about convincing Care Bears. Let's just say how many people understand what Boba is inside. They're great, CloudCo, you're amazing. But, you know, you have to convince them, and you have to sell it internally. Mm-hmm. And then you gotta get the execution and approvals. Yeah. So that takes much. Wait,
1: how did I not make fun of this five minutes ago? You're working with Care Bears with Boba? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Crazy, right? What's, the, what's that, what's that, Care Bears Stay. Who even comes up with that? How do you even sit there and go, oh man, if only we had Dude, Care Bears, we could really The scale. collaborations they do, it didn't really make me go weird because yeah. they do a lot of weird stuff like I that. I guess I just yeah, haven't yeah. seen your business because I, I, I only know Joombish shit. Mm-hmm. But that is so fascinating that you... So it's your aardvark character cartoon-wise. I guess I'm just as informed as the audience maybe. But like they are g- going to be doing something with Care Bears? Yeah.
2: So the, the they, they're owned by a company called License... Uh, the or I guess, is called um, uh, Cloudco. But it's not even about money because generally how it works in these deals. and. Um, this is the expert. So, the question that I'm assuming somebody's gonna ask is how do you do make these collaboration deals? Mm-hmm. So, a lot of times you, you have to think about it, it's all about incremental value, right? So, it has to grow the pie, as I said earlier in the first episode. So, if you grow the pie, meaning if I did a Care Bears drink and I gave them like a percentage cut of their license of a drink that it normally would have already sold. Like it doesn't didn't ever grow me. They're just using me for advertising. In that case, you gotta to pay to be on my cup. Mm-hmm. I've done that. We have a lookbook. We have we come from fashion, right? So we had a lookbook where we have models. I'd love to ask you guys to be on my or next lookbook. <laughs> by the way, you, you flip through the lookbook. We have quote unquote ad placements in them, like different like Oatly and all these things or Hilton. Hilton's in it, and we tell people where to go if you're traveling in California for and stay at Hilton. So that's kind of like where it works. So. It's additive. But the problem is is like, where do people get money? What do they want? What do we want? What we need from Care Bears is, for me, this is less about Boba guys. This is about culture. I mean, we have a book. We didn't name our book, the Boba guys book. It was the Boba book. Mm-hmm. We know our role is now in America, probably if not the world, our books in different languages, is we have to grow the pie for everyone. Yeah. That's how we, you know, and that's why generally where most people understand now, mm-hmm. that's what we do first five years, people hated us. Oh, some people, Asians, certain people hated us because they thought we were sellouts. I'm like, no, no, no. If you ever look closely at our platform, I'm always, I'm Trojan horse in culture. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, how More people know about Ube and these Korean banana milk and the history of that and slanted coffee jelly that we did yeah. because of us, because we had four million people. Mm-hmm. Starbucks and Phil's coffee, I love them. They're not doing anything like that. No, not even Panda does into that. Mm-hmm. They're not going the history of General Sows, chicken and sweet and sour and bro- beef and broccoli. We're probably the only, in our world, the Asian concept that actually has the ability to do that. So, and Kung Fu, I love them too, Kung Fu Tea, but they're not doing that. Mm-hmm. They're doing more memes. So, shouts to Kung Fu Tea, they're great. Um, the problem then is, like, how do you know how to, like, like it's 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 a very delicate kind of balance of, like, storytelling.
1: So, you grab a market that ha- hasn't even, doesn't know what boba is, and you're, like, hey, we can like infuse culture into it, so kind of it's kind of like giving people culture without they even knowing.
2: it. Yeah, care very specific, I'll give you, I'll, uh, my, my co-founder might get mad, but it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm the CEO, I'm fucking- Hell f- fucking yeah, bro. <laughs> I love um, that. Well, he's the one executing the license yeah. deal right now. Is that, uh, ultimately, when they came to us, we, we have people who approach us all the time to do collabs. And so, because uh, we have retail that's the one thing too people don't realize the power of retail because a lot of these places are digital To do something physical is actually rare at scale after us They're gonna go to McDonald's but McDonald's is too big not everybody's gonna get a McDonald's deal or a Starbucks deal So we're like right at the right size where if they wanted to cover all of California They can work with us and kind of get something out real quick So like, you know, that's why studios we work with a 24 who did a lot of great films. So That's kind of more the artsy crowd. I think with the care bears. I literally, cause I grew we grew up with them. Yeah. I mean, I they, was like, care bears it. it's insane. So when we were negotiating that deal was, you know, just a little bit of what merch would we work together? And I said, I don't actually care what merch we make. Nice. Uh, the, <laughs> I had to catch up. I on caught that. it. <laughs> I really just care if you, uh-huh. if you put our culture into your culture, And so most of my negotiate, I'm the negotiator. I basically said it is where I would say our, our fight bulldog. I was texting you guys about being a sheepdog, right? Like I was like, one thing I, only thing I really want is you incorporate art art of arc and Boba. So can you drink, I want the care bears to drink Boba. Oh. Never been done. So their whole, I could. I wish I could show you, because it's on my phone right now. Yeah, That was the license, that's the art approval I just had to get approved wow. on the drive. That is, that is next
1: level. Do you level. think some old never Asian man's gonna see that and he's gonna cry? He's gonna be like, <laughs> I, I never thought I'd live <laughs> to see the day <laughs> the <laughs> Mr. Mr. Huggle Bear is <laughs> drinking, <laughs> Bulba <tea>. <laughs> drinking Bulba tea. He's <laughs> drinking But that's all I wanted, because I want somebody That is next that's normal. normal.
3: That is that's nice. awesome. That's
2: that's
1: seriously the only yeah. thing
2: I wanted. Yeah. You can ask. I mean, CloudCo who's watching their license team are going to be like, that's literally what Andrew demanded. It was the only thing. And then, but that's all you really that need. That shit works. Yeah. That, I ate yeah. so
1: many fucking moon pies. I didn't even know what the fuck it was, but the Ninja Turtles were selling to me. Is that really what moon pies were Ninja Turtles? Ninja Turtles? Well, like, they, 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 yeah, they had a moon pie. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck this well, is, they, is, but they, I mean, they had it. me in Pizza Hut.
2: Exactly. Yeah, you know, that's I mean, you got the, Steve's got the yeah, Pizza Hut shirt. Yeah,
0: it's real. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, okay, we have a few questions mm. from our fans okay. because they wanted specific. They had, we asked and they, they, I think they actually did some research on you. Oh, shoot. Because okay. these questions are very specific to you. So Lauren Ray's she goes, what have you learned from being an entrepreneur that you didn't from working for another company? So there's a couple of questions mm. she asked, What's but that's a good first. Yeah, that's a really what? good one. And then she goes, what would your advice for young people thinking about being an entrepreneur uh, straight out of college? And also, would you recommend getting a job working for a big company first? So the first one is, what have you learned from being an entrepreneur that
2: you didn't from working for another company? Shoot, my memory is not that good, so I have, you're gonna have to repeat. Okay, sure, two. sure. Uh, entrepreneur, I would say being an entrepreneur, what you learn is how to be flexible and constantly pro- solve problems. Because when you're in a corporate setting, like, you're in a lot more structured environment. I'm, I worked at Walmart, Clorox, Target, leapfrog those are my and timbuktu those are my companies i worked for about 12 years in corporate and you usually come into a system like it's like uh it's like you you're i'm a basketball fan so like my favorite coach and leader is coach pop popovich from spurs you come into a system you know what he's gonna give you grit work your ass off low ego you don't you don't have any of that you're you're out or you in. talk shit too yeah
1: you can't he does he does his team talk shit? Popovich? No, no, he talks shit No. Oh, no. He,
2: he's he's pretty respectful, I would say. He's 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 a, he's a fiery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and but I think so but there's a system. So when I go to when I was at Clorox, very straight system. So you have less freedom, but you also have less things to worry about. I can go home and I know roughly what I'm gonna deal with. At Boba Guys, when you're an entrepreneur, retail entrepreneurs like us, man, I somebody took a shit in front of a door. And then, my team doesn't want to pick it up, so I had to put on gloves and scoop the shit a human out, it's in San Francisco, oh, out of, and then put it in, and then, you know, like. It's everything. It's Yeah,
0: You're a fucking, you know, eight-figure
2: dude picking up. Duking with your bare hands. <laughs> oh, yeah, but I think. Paper eight-figure dude. You don't go,
3: there's no system for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's
2: who do I delegate this to? Yeah, Yo, I need I need, a, uh, I need a workflow for this, this the picking up shit in front of our stores. That's true. So, I yeah. noticed that when
0: you when you're in corporate, it's this is not my department, not mm-hmm, my job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, pe- like but like, when you run in a restaurant, man, it's like, yo, the toilet's flooded.
2: Fuck, oh everyone's busy. I'll do it. How many times you're yeah, plungering? Oh yeah, my God. I had, oh, people I, I, are I, disgusting. They are crazy. crazy bathrooms. I'm not yeah. gonna say the best thing of COVID. COVID sucks. Hundreds of thousands of people died. And all that kind of stuff. Yeah. The one thing about businesses that I think almost every business will say, if you're watching, you probably show up in comments, is. not having to clean other people's shit because they can't come inside your stores anymore. Oh. That actually is like silver lining. Uh, That's the one thing. Because I was like, how come closing stores is so much easier? And I'm realizing, I don't gotta clean other people's bathrooms mm-hmm. in my own bathroom anymore. Yeah. No. It didn't even occur to me like six months in. I was like, yeah. why is it so much easier to close a store now? Wow. So
0: being an entrepreneur is learning how to be flexible, work on the fly, mm-hmm. all that. Having a lot of mental,
2: wow. it's mostly a mental game. That's yeah.
0: why, I mean, you, you gotta uh, be tough. You do. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. when I do these panels and people ask me about like starting businesses and stuff and what would my thing be it's um how to deal with your own emotions because it's it's like you said it's a mental game and then how do you deal with your own brain and then you
2: gotta the bottleneck of the business is you and how you think you can't and you can't also i mean it's leadership because you're usually if you're the founder ceo yeah or founder usually and then as you grow to ceo usually you know like you're just as frustrated with things too but if you I'm um, in leadership, like the attitude reflects leadership, right? So if you're super cynical and everything's like, oh fuck this, da da, da even if you feel that, your team will pick that up.
0: Well, you don't wanna yeah. complain to your team at all. Uh-huh. You gotta you gotta not everything's great. Mm-hmm. Everything's perfect, guys.
1: You're not gonna be working with care bears talking like that. <laughs>
3: yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I go into those meetings hot sometimes. I'm like, I'm doing it because a landlord kind of like fired me up, or we have a personnel issue but I can't talk about it. And then I go into a meeting like a Care Bears or I'm talking to a different landlord, I'm talking to you guys, yeah. and you're almost like a switch. So there's this idea that you're almost like, I'm going say role playing, everyone's like, oh, Andrew, like like you always talk about in my IG, like, oh, it emotions. It's almost like you're an actor. I'm like, my, my handle's like a chameleon, chameleon. I'm like, because I feel, even as a CEO, you have to regulate your emotions all the time. As frustrated as I could be, here, it's why this, Knowing you guys, I can talk about business, which is like my core my core expertise, but I actually am talking in a, in a way that feels super free, which I almost never get, right? Because yeah. right now I can talk about you guys and shit on certain ideas or whatever. Like, I don't ever get to do that in my own company. Mm. And if, in my How hat come? outside, well, in my own company, they're gonna be like, oh, Andrew's too critical. I got, you know, oh, I wow. have a therapist and, and executive coach now, and like, I used to, I got feedback that Andrew's intimidating. And I'm like, Damn. for a CEO, I'm not intimidating. I think I'm pretty casual, but then I could see why. They should meet me. Yeah, I know, and know, I'm like,
1: please? Oh my God.
2: We should do a CEO swap.
1: I, I know, like, right? You know, like, a, like yeah. you're gonna wish you had
2: back, bitch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> exactly. It's like, yeah, Uncle Joe's gonna come. <laughs>
0: we gotta be like the, the Asian mom that's lecturing the fuck out of their kids and like, about to beat their ass and a phone call comes and they go, hello. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, exactly. <laughs>
1: I know. That's what we got to do. Does Boba Guys have oni <laughs> We we did have uh, onigiri. Yeah. Um but uh pandemic. <laughs> yeah. but, but no, you yeah. guys have good food. They yeah. still have it even during the <laughs> pandemic. Just gotta say you guys have r- better operation. Had to add that. Yeah, yeah. So
0: what what would be your advice for young people thinking about
2: becoming an entrepreneur straight out of college? true. that's tough. I generally unless you have a really good idea, right? What's suc- what makes an idea successful or whatever? A lot of it is team, life experience, the ma- luck, um, the makeup of the market, like uh, market viability, the right timing. So all these things have to line up. Mm-hmm. I think when you come right out of college, unless you really feel like that was all hit, I generally think even if you have the right idea, I don't know if you'll be able to lead it. Or mm-hmm. And Half of entrepreneurship out of the gates is a really good kind of leadership foundation. Mm-hmm. because. Or real quick, you'll find out you have a great idea, but nobody wants to work for you, and then mm-hmm. you can't scale. Then you're gonna yeah. constantly be replacing your team. I rarely meet 21, 22 year olds that are good at leadership. Mm-hmm. I happen to be. I mean, I'm, I don't know, you can tell. Like I'm a type A, so like ever since I was like middle school, I was in student, student government, and you know, when I was at, at Berkeley, like I was always like, you know, undergrad. I went undergrad and grad at Berkeley. Like I was that kid. So leadership had never been really the issue.
1: And getting your ass kicked was never a problem. You already knew all
2: of a <laughs> Greenbelt, belt, <Shalun> kempo. <laughs> uh, I don't want the stereotype to be like nerds, like, you know, renaissance. You can do everything. <laughs> <laughs> Says the white guy.
1: Hey, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm just here like, to fucking poke holes. I'm a cro- a, a cro- a cro- kai this.
2: Um, no, no, seriously. I mean, but you know, that's a true story. That is actually a huge one. Like, like when I was, you know, in school, Cause I had that Jersey mentality, Steve. Like, like, I, you know, I, I don't want to go super like ethnic in in the content. Like, and I, you know, your audience is super broad. But any immigrant kid, color could feel this. It's like you're always part of this third culture, two different worlds. One thing that I really wanted to prove was I never saw Asian leaders. I never saw it. Is it because of where you were at? In New Jersey, and even in the Bay Area, really? unless you were a tech founder CEO. Right now, I'm in YPO, yeah. a Young Presidents Organization. It's all the, C- the CEOs across America, right? Yeah or in the world, it's 35,000 Asian consumer CEOs. I rarely meet them. Hmm. All these conferences like are never, you know, maybe in Asia, there's Asian CEOs. Yeah. In America, never saw it Hmm. because you know, least likely uh, demographic get promoted is Asians, right? And so for me, I I mean, I kid around because I mean, I grew up in Jersey, so I, I love like, I don't even get to, by the way, like do a lot of trolling and insults because my, because I'm not supposed to because I can offend people. But
3: <laughs> You guys know what that's. Yeah, like. yeah, like, like the locker room talk that you wish that you're like familiar with that yeah, you yeah. wish Jersey you could like you could Jersey. do it more yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. if you could do it more online, but you can't. You yeah, you're like, I mean, in the, you're in the yeah.
0: most softest place, the Bay Area. Oh my God, it's so fo- so like it's completely yeah. different from New York and Jersey and yeah. You know, I mean, they think LA folks are just soft. So <laughs> you know,
2: I know New different. York, oh, my Francisco, so. That's why a lot of these. These, yeah, it's it's like, I can't even talk about it because somebody's going to take something out of context. <laughs> Somebody will. They'll take my, he my, my hesitation. Note, oh my God, bro. Yeah.
1: But, so going back. I get it though. You're, what you're saying about your own company, can't say necessarily what you think about. You can't. About, I, I mean, that's a whole separate topic. Well,
0: I mean, you say it also because of you care about them and you don't re- genuinely want to hurt your own team members. I get it too. Like, I'm not saying, I'm not. When I say this too, it's like, it's not because like I'm scared or anything like that. I really do care about everybody in our fan base and I have to change the way
2: the times are. Cause I don't mm-hmm. want to hurt the people that love us. You know? Hey, you don't want to put them in your crosshairs, right? Yeah. Like I've had, you uh, know, I've had people because of whatever reason they hated Boba guys, forget they target me. I can handle that. Cause I, I am a little bit like, I'm confident. They target my team. They're like, why, why do you work for someone like that? Yeah. Why do you work? That's when I'm like, you guys are fucked up. That's toxic right there. You
0: gotta protect yeah. your family is mm-hmm. what I say. Like, I don't mind it. Like mm-hmm. I could take as many fuck yous as whatever. Yeah. But it's like, I know within my team, people don't sign up for those kind of, you know, comments. Yeah. yeah.
2: And they're sweet, amazing people, but yeah. nobody goes into a job, that, which maybe in college or whatever. And unless you're the owner, you're, no one's that vested as much as they, much as they like you.
0: Um, would you recommend getting a job working for a big
2: company first? Ooh, Depends. that's what you did, right? I did. I would say what a big company teaches. I don't know if there's a right order. But what a big company teaches you is you learn how to listen a little better. I don't know if you felt this way when you were in the in like military. Like, did that give you discipline? Because it's an institution, right? You got to have follow certain rules. Do you feel like that? Made you um, I
3: think it was kind of like a double-edged sword. Where like, um, I think when you're in the military and you see how the way things operate, and yes, it's tougher, right? And but because of how tough it is and how a lot of like the more like luxuries you kind of just put to the side, but like uh, uh, things that you need to accomplish happen much faster. Mm-hmm. You go in the civilian world and then now you're like, fuck, everyone's a fucking pussy. And then you're like, son of a bitch. But then now, and then also, like, so leadership is also different too, yeah, right? Yeah. So it's like, it's um, in military, like because, and I th- and I think it's due to every branch has a boot camp. So you have a, a, like a very fast forward, like fat, like, fucking fire hydrant, in your mouth way of learning how things need to be before you join, right? And then now it's like, okay, cool, I, I, I get with the system. No other company in the world has a boot camp. Yeah. So you're slowly learning and picking things up, right? And I think like, so, and that's why I think a lot of veterans like working with veterans because like they look at each other and they already understand. Mm. We have an understanding of how things should be, um, if I have a fever but something needs to get done, I'm not going to go, hey, I'm fucking entitled. Where's my health insurance? It's like, no, this, <laughs> let's fucking get the job done and we'll do whatever it takes, yeah. right? So I think there's that part. But then the other part I think that's cool is uh, if you just have a bunch of, like, like, like you say, type A people, mm-hmm. the whole world is in type A, mm-hmm. and then so you lack a whole set of communication skills that I think you learn about talking to people, understanding empathy, and then also like motivating in a non-toxic way. That military also can breed a very toxic form of motivation where people could be depressed and burnt out and they don't even know. They just think, I'm such a fucking high achiever. Everyone's such a fucking pussy. And then fucking like 10 years later, they're like, oh, what the fuck's going on with me? You know, because they're so buried inside. It's a
0: short-term result system that works but we don't know the long term. It's great for survival, but in real
3: world, it's dangerous. So I think like having that balance is good. And I think like uh, um, finding, I think like, like I think doing, having been able to taste both though, like really helps me understand how people work for me at least.
2: No, I would just say a hundred percent. I just think same thing.
3: So I actually agree with you with like, I think people should go into a corporate environment and you learn at least how things have been done and perfected and honed, at least in another way, so that if you know, if you wanna break the rules, you know what rules to break, versus just going like, I'ma do something fresh and brand new, but but you don't even know the history of how things have been done, yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't wanna overgeneralize whether it's people I know or teams and everything, it's just that like, there's a certain type of decorum and etiquette, which people are like, oh, that sounds so corporate. I'm like, no, like honestly, sometimes I feel like when you don't have any part of institutional experience and you're always like, everything is at your beck and call and there's no rules anywhere, you actually ask questions that kind of interrupt flow. So it's not about like somebody trying to oppress. Right now, everybody's anti-authority, right? And I'm like, it's not like everybody's an oppressor. Every CEO, every owner is out to exploit. Every Everything in the military. That sounds crazy. Yeah. I know, but the people who paint that, is, yeah. but the people who paint that are generally people who have no experience outside mm. anywhere else. I get this, whether it's our own team member base and all that kind of stuff, they generally, I can tell when somebody kind of like pipes up and my managers start telling me how to Yeah, when me. I
0: was an anarchist, I was a pot smoking high school kid with no job experience that thought that everything was power hungry and greed.
2: Is, is, is that really, you,
0: like? Yeah, I was yeah. a, I was a, hardcore communist I studied Marx and I was just thinking that you know my favorite band was Rage Against Machine and yeah. you know like mm-hmm. I was just I, I so I get these kids you know like yeah. you see the the world is full of hypocrisy and fucked up yep and you have access the closest access you have to a rich person you want to take it out on them yep and it's like maybe you're their ideal character mm-hmm. of what a rich person is so they attack you not knowing you know, other guys are... Yeah, not knowing they, you're
1: picking up human shit with your hands. Yeah. Outside of your store. But yeah, they can't yeah. They
2: can't even afford to humanize you. Right, right
0: yeah, now, no. everyone's... But then, yeah. what? They're like, I don't know, 16, 19? You know, like, I remember being that age and angry and yeah. not knowing where to take out my shit on. So I have a lot of heart for them, even though I make fun of them a lot. But I, I've been through that phase, yeah. for sure. Yeah, but then later you realize, oh, shit, you know, there's a reason for hierarchy. Mm-hmm. There's a reason mm-hmm. for order. There's... in this and you're kind of like, well, duh, this makes a lot of sense. When you see it from a top bottom view, like Mm -hmm. not top as in you're better, but like everyone kind of went through the race at different stages Mm -hmm. and some people won first place. It just happens Mm because you ran the fastest or Mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. So after you get there, you're like, oh, duh. But then when you're down here, you never even started the race. It's easy to like be a person that's, Criticizing it or whatever. You yeah. know, it's
3: actually a pretty cool blend. So, uh, on another ASTA expert, um, my friend Don, who's like a former special ops guy, so he's like of leader, the leader in the Marine Corps. But he wasn't Delta. But I joined one of his classes because he has like this whole pool fitness business that he's starting. And it was really cool because it's him and a bunch of other special ops guys. So, they're like probably the toughest people you'll ever meet. And what they do is you have like a briefing, you go through, through the whole workout, and all of the workout is underwater. So it's really scary, like you're going to be holding your breath for 30 seconds, a minute at a time. You come up, you do burpees, you jump underneath. There's like a lot of really tough stuff because a lot of times you feel like you're going to drown. After they're done with being like the, I'm an alpha motherfucker, this is some hardcore shit. They do this thing called circle of trust where everyone stands in a circle and we hold hands and it feels like you're almost on like a hippie camp. And then now you talk about the most vulnerable things that happen so that you can talk about it. So, as team members, you can watch out when other people are in trouble now. That's awesome. It's most of the, it's like the most healthiest mm-hmm. thing I've ever seen. It's like, like this is how you slit someone's throat underwater and then you hold hands yeah. and
0: go, I was really scared no, when I was holding my friend.
3: Yeah, they're like talking about the vulnerable things. I'm like, how much of a pussy can I be right now? Because <laughs> I didn't know if it was like your definition of a pussy or my definition of a pussy, because my definition of pussy is way pussier than yours. <laughs> yeah, but isn't it funny that we all, as men, we try to bury all that yeah. shit,
1: but then. We're the, we're the same people who are like, hey, man, if I got a problem with you, I'm going to tell you. But then if it's like, if I have a problem with myself, I'm not going to say anything. Yeah. Like, how
3: manly is that? But it was so cool because now we hear each other and you go, oh, wow, That during that time, I thought I was going to drown. He thought he was going to drown, too. And now you have this emotional support. So when we're back underwater for the mission or whatever. Yeah. You look at each other and you have an understanding. I got your back. You got mm-hmm. my back. And it was like, it was like very, very supportive. <laughs> it, was, it was cool. Especially in an environment where nobody wants to say that they're afraid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Huge. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, okay, here's another oh, do you add something to add. No,
1: I got one question for you real quick. Um, so you have scaled the business big time. You started with a pop-up shop. Mhm. What would you say is how hard is it to control your brand when you're scaling like that?
2: Oh fucking God. that's hard. That's the actually a great go. question. Scaling is there's books and books on scaling. Scaling is I think the hardest thing. Scaling not just operations? Scaling people and leadership is probably, I think the hardest. Scaling culture, right? Cuz I mean, you guys, all, we all relate. When you, I watched JK, you know, blow up, when it was just you guys making films and then you have, you have teams and you have different channels, right, like. Yeah,
0: we ran into that, not understanding yeah. what it's like to scale,
2: yeah. And nobody, there's no school for scaling. It's like, even if I, I don't wanna like sound like, oh, I went to business school, but like, when I, even in business school, they have no, there's no way to teach this. Right. Because it's, it's, it's almost like half learned. You're like building a plane while you're flying, right? So, you're, it's, I think that's a whole other, thing that I love talking about but it's like a huge beast was like how do you scale right female.
3: in your company do you guys have like a chief brand chief branding officer
2: right now it's technically under me
3: so um, in your company the CEO is in charge of holding on to the brand and yeah I see
2: yeah so but one day I think as we were like 350 now again so we prior to pandemic we're like 380 so we're about to catch back up was that mean? Uh, 350 people sorry
3: 250 people. Yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot.
0: This is actually a good segue to one of the questions oh, that oh, our fans. Oh, that's a gave big it. fucking question. Jkjk <laughs> asked, do you prefer to create a business on your own or have partners?
2: I actually think it's great. It's like it is like marriage. If you can find the right one, which is hard. If you can find that right person, though, yeah. I think you know it's better to have some. People. It's already lonely enough
3: being an entrepreneur. What do you hate about your co-founder?
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's actually Where? good because that's the, that's the follow-up question. What's is. his
3: biggest weakness?
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so the follow-up question is how do you trust someone or know they are the right person if you do have partners?
3: Th- this that's, I that's think it's cool. like marriage. Time. And are there qualities that you look for? Like, like do they suck dick amazingly well? Yeah, really good.
1: No teeth. <laughs>
2: Um, I think, ooh, ooh, I mean, I want to joke on this, but because if he's watching, I, I want to be serious, I want to be serious. Yeah, uh,
3: <laughs> yeah, you love him.
2: It's like, it's like. well, I would say like, it's it's hard enough to find one soulmate, like my, my, my your wife or spouse.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: When you're your co-founder, how do you find two soulmates in life? Because your co-founder oh, yeah. uh, and partner, you guys, right? Like, yeah. businesses together, you guys have been around for almost more than longer than us. We've been around for a decade. How long, you guys also. This today? is our 14th year. Yeah. You know, right? It's crazy. You know, I respect that because people grow different. It's like marriage though. I, yeah. I think the yeah. number one is how do you know when you want to be married? And then very similarly is how do you know it's someone you want to do business with? That's true. And so he's the opposite of me. I'm like a little more extroverted, like charismatic, like out there and, and alpha. Yeah. He is like a Zen monk and they call me Hype Priest because I kind of like get preachy and Ted talky. He's like Hype, he's like Hype Monk. Like, (laughs) true story. He's, it's not, it's not insulting to him at all. He's such a kind of hermit sometimes. Uh, it's like Wong, I'm more like Phil from Wong Fu and then like Wes and Ben are good friends. Mm. And like, um, uh, if you guys know the Wong Fu group is, is like the, uh, he disappeared during Christmas, like two, three years ago. We were like what are you doing for holiday break and i was like i don't know so well he did know but we, he didn't really tell us they people asked me of course hey where did Ben? his name is Ben. where did he go for uh christmas break you know he's not coming back until january i was like i don't really know i think he's going home to texas he's from texas and then i found out later that i think he's in, in asia so i'm like he flew he he checked in at a ch- uh, airport i saw him tag an airport I was like he's in changi airport singapore or something i was like oh, okay well all right whatever I found out when he gets back later, he did a retreat on a monk reservation building like houses or villages with monks in That's Cheng That's I totally want to do. Yeah, You and him would, yeah. You, hey, he's the one who, the mushroom before oh, you, yeah, that was yeah. him. Oh, shit. So he's like, he got into mushroom and foraging. That's he carries insane. a forage knife when he, I got his mushrooms. Yeah.
1: I think we found Joe's real best friend.
2: <laughs> yeah. So that's what I mean. It's him. But then he got someone like me who is like bombastic, louder, Yeah. but we fit well. I mean, cause obviously when the cameras are off or whatever, I, I turn, I tone it down. You have to Yeah, cut yeah it down. Yeah, yeah. And he knows when I'm gone sometimes, like right now, he's at headquarters. He's the one who's going to be, hey, Ben, Andrew's gone. Like, you know, do we, uh, the caregivers and all these approvals we were talking about today. I mean, he's the one who's like, Andrew looks good, looks good. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how I knew the cloud was different. Cause he goes, they had me redo the art. Mm. So I was like, okay, cool, cool. So I think things like that, you have to trust. So it is like marriage. So now the real question is- Was it you like you
3: go? trusted him before so you knew you can go into business or did the trust build yeah, with the business? Yeah, were you guys
2: friends first or- both? Definitely friends first. You gotta date them. You gotta like know it fits the, 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 you have to yeah. because- So it's, it's
3: just hard. like marriage.
2: I think it's the closest thing. I just, it's usually my go-to answer. And not fucking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. it's just blue ball, just a bunch of blue
3: balls. Yeah. It's marriage. Yeah, it's marriage. Yeah. Exactly. yeah.
1: So um, Dang. So well,
0: yeah. I mean, like, did you guys? How long did you guys hang out, or was it with the intent of being business partners? No. Because most of the people I'm
2: partnered up with, we've been friends first for many years. Same yeah. He he was the uh, I, I we're talking off camera, right? Like he was at Timbuktu where he and I were there in the outdoors. It was a kind of an outdoors company, and there were very few Asians. So true story, which I, I don't hate, I hate playing up the stereotype of Asians. You can tell, like, I like breaking the stereotypes. Is that like, we play ping pong. They had a ping pong table, nobody <laughs> used it. We played ping pong, and You're so like, it's like,
1: ah, fuck! fuck! Yeah. Damn it! Yeah. We are playing tackle football outside. You're like, I used to be in ASB and I was playing ping pong. <laughs> and you're like, fuck these stereotypes! And I was doing karate and shit. It's, it's okay, I opened a bobo shop. Oh god damn it! Son of a... Bitch.
2: <laughs> I love it, dude. I know. But that's probably why I'm trying to make up for like breaking out of it. Yeah. But it so so we bonded because nobody in the office. There's like this empty ping pong table. We started roughly at the same time, and then I remember him coming over. He started like two weeks ahead of me, and nobody used this ping pong table at the corner of the. It's like an open warehouse office at Timbuktu in San Francisco. <laughs> and he goes, you wanna play ping pong? I said, do you play ping pong? I was like, of course, I'm Asian. And then, um, do you wanna play? And I was like, sure. And so we were like known. Well, we both didn't know, which I found out later, our friend Lizzie said, you know, you and Ben are hilarious, cause you're like the first time anybody's ever used that ping pong table. Oh. And I was like. And
1: it's the only two Asian <laughs> guys. <laughs> You hate those stereotypes when you fucking smack them out of existence. <laughs> smack of them out of And you just reinforce
0: them back up.
2: And then so, but you know what? True, this is another true story. Like, I mean, you can't make this up. I, I knew the stereotype because I hate fucking model minority myth, which everybody's talking about now. I'm like, dude, I fucking hate it. That's why I went to Timbuktu. That's why I did marketing. Undergrad, I was like, you know, I did sociology. Like, mm. what Asian dude does undergrad in our generation, yeah. like, love sociology, psychology, Durkheim, the stuff that we talked about. Yeah, yeah you know, Marx, you know, cultural Marxism, uh, Leninism. So like, I think in that way, I felt like I always wanted to go against the grain. True story. When we moved offices, that ping pong table got put away. Our COO at the time, this guy, Tony, he is like, Oh, we're going to put the ping pong table or foosball table. And I remember I was like, I don't play foosball that well. I want the foosball table there. And I was like a general manager there. So I was like, kind of like, he'd listen. So we moved this upstairs and then, so we're pretty good at foosball because we would we call ourselves T, uh, Team Asia or Team Taiwan, and we'd play because it's white. <laughs> so this guy Johnny, Johnny from North Face, like it was he's he was like this like like white dude that he was really good. You know, fraternity probably played foosball. We didn't play, so we got really good. And I remember, and people were like, Andrew, you're really good at foosball. I'm like, it's because I did not want to play ping pong. 'Cause we so you
3: got to... good on purpose. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's how much you fought against the Tell it. To your Rage ther- against the machine. It Tell it to your therapist, bro. <laughs> th- wow. So yeah, there's a,
2: there's a lot to unpack there. That's
0: interesting. <laughs> Damn. OK, well, Anthony mm. Tam says, thoughts on what makes an authentic boba rather than cheap powdered knockoff?
2: Mm. There's no authenticity. I have a very, I don't know. I don't think authenticity really exists in America.
3: Because, and I also don't think authenticity is what people really strive for. Because I'm Taiwanese too. Mm. So I've been drinking boba since I was like four years old mm. in Taiwan when you used to eat it with a spoon mm. and the milk tea was warm. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And if you had authentic boba, it tastes like shit compared to what they have today. <laughs> like the, 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 the boba today is so modernized, it's so fucking good with technology and texture. Yeah. It's like if you're, tr- I don't think people know what they're searching for when they're saying authenticity. Do I think that's
1: me trying German beer. I had a bunch of people, because I'm, you know, I'm a tuber and I was over there and they're like, Oh Steve, you gotta try this. Fuck, this is the best shit. So I try it, and it's like whatever. Because out here we had to like change like the old recipes. They don't want to change it because it's like in stone. It's like that's the tradition. But then out here they do all kinds of craft beers, artisanal shit, all this stuff, and there's different flavors. And like I've had a way better experience with beer out here. It's been
3: improved on a million times.
0: What's funny is like a lot of Japanese things in America, it's the opposite where the authenticity or the old ways has been preserved in America. Uh And then so Japanese people come here and go, wow, this is so old. Even like my grandparents don't even make it this way anymore. So it's like flipped where it's more authentic, authentic in America than it is back in Japan for a lot of other things. Like this mochi shop in little Tokyo is like 116 years old. Uh They still make it the old way, but in Japan it's all machine and it's all
2: automated. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that. I think that question is a good question. I, you get this all the time, right? Like, oh, is this real matcha or is this real boba? And uh, especially in the food business, yeah. all your other guys, other businesses, is that authentic? I think the problem. I think it's more indicative of the people who generally ask that. If I had to be honest, don't fully. I would say they're like not fully like fully globalized yet. Yeah. If you're fully globalized, you see the best pizza in the world in Japan, mm-hmm. not in not in Italy. It's in Japan. You know, like, uh, Which
0: restaurant? they won that award the, from the, 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 the
1: New Neosolitan yeah, people.
2: Yeah, that, or, um, what's the one? I, it was an ugly, delicious sac, 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 samurai, oh. samurai,
1: um, one of my favorite videos, um, was what Buzzfeed did with the, they had like Asian, like college kids trying Panda Express. And then they had like, like. Older, like, Asian, Asian people, yeah. like, first generation oh, trying it, and they all, like, all the college kids are like, this is not, ew, this is not even, oh my god, this is disgusting. And then the, the, and then all the older folks are just like, oh yeah, this is great. Exactly. <laughs> because, like, the authentic thing is, to me, it's for snobs. I mean, you can argue, obviously, there's authentic stuff, but, like, our friend Casey's kind of a snob about, like, if it's not authentic, like, I heard him the other day, this cat's like, He's like uh he's like I don't like Italian food in America it's too you know americanized and I'm like who the fuck are you? <laughs> Who the you? All right, Gordon Ramsay. Think about all the Italian families that moved over yeah, here, just yeah. fucking did all the recipes exactly. and shit, and then yeah. but Casey's just takes the entire <laughs> restaurant business for Italy and dumps it in the trash <laughs> is, is, if it's in, in America. Like it's just it's just a snobby mentality. I love him by the way. It's not he's like, right no, but it <laughs> is the same
0: it's like yeah. a purist. Yeah, purist okay. yeah, shit. What is pure? Everything is a, a adaptation of something else and food and culture constantly evolves. Yeah and changes like American Italian food was because they didn't have the ingredients and it was exactly. a different region, such as like um, like Hawaiian food or like Hawaiian local mm-hmm. food, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. it's a mixture of Japanese, Filipino, Chinese, mm-hmm. you know, just yep. all, it's a mix. And I feel like that's what American America
2: is really like, yeah. We just, that's, I would rather, yeah, spend this energy talking about, you know, people are like, oh, then is that appropriative or is that, you know, yeah. um, appreciative and i'm like that's a weird dynamic appreciation versus appropriation who's the who's the gatekeeper there what i prefer is like attribution which is like three a's like not appreciation not appropriation it's attribution meaning if i think of like rap genius or genius.com where there's lyrics and you read the lyrics and you're like oh that's that's full, pulled from biggie that's from, from that's from pock that's from j cole pulled that from from original jay-z i think when you see that and you could see where it's attributed I think you need to know matcha's from Japan, mm-hmm. and that it's very sacred. Or, you know, certain things are Taiwan is from. Ta- is and we from,
0: get it from a farm that's almost a thousand years old, and really? they they um they they provide it to the shogun and the you know emperor. So like it's a it's a quote unquote as authentic as it can get. There you go. But then people that don't know, they'll see that it's mixed. With a new age, yeah. And then they go, that's not authentic. Yeah, they're
2: gonna exactly. Yeah,
0: but the but the actual tea is from a very authentic. It's so place. authentic
3: that all the lady workers, when the guy walks by, they look at the ground. <laughs>
0: no, no. it's so authentic that the that the ladies remember that the samurais used to roam there, <laughs> not no, no. the
3: ghost of them. I'm like, ghost how authentic Samurai. you guys want this to be?
0: It's, <laughs> it's a it's a funny debate, right? Because like I remember um, talking about this at a at a university. And I was, and I asked the kids this. I was like, "Who is more authentic?" So there's this guy named um, Ivan Ramen. Oh yeah, Ivan Orkin. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. He he's a Jewish guy mm-hmm. from New York, but he went to Japan, lived there, and he created a ramen restaurant in Japan. Speaks what? Japanese. Speaks Japanese. Yep. He owned and operated and won awards in Japan. He's world famous in Japan. Yep. Right. So let's say he opens. He opened up a ramen shop next door here. to Boba Guys. Really? Oh, New yeah. York?
2: Yeah, that that, was the, oh. that's why I know Ivan, yeah. Oh, okay, so... Oh, so, yeah. so to Ivan. You know, personally? Well, yeah, yeah. 25 oh, so Clinton, cool. 23 Clinton. Yeah, yeah. So, he
0: opened, so he opens up a ramen store, right? And me, I'm Japanese. Don't know shit about ramen. I love to eat it. But I can open up a ramen store right next to him. And what might suck is people will say, mine's more authentic because mm-hmm. I'm a Japanese man. Mm-hmm. And to me, I'm like, is that really fair for someone who's put his heart and life into studying and, and creating? And he's... Some might say that he uh, he 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 fucked it up because he made his own style. And Joe's microwaving ramen. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: this is real. This, this and and like,
3: is this really real. This is authentic fucking top ramen,
1: bitch. <laughs> and they're like, oh yeah, this one for sure. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. My microwave Japanese. Yeah, it's so fucking right? funny. Yeah.
1: I don't know, right? I know yeah, really don't... don't
3: know. There's a there's a
0: spot down in um, uh, hacienda Heights, and I think it's called Sushi Show, right? all the, all the uh, chefs are Mexican, the sushi chefs. Uh-huh. And a lot of people might say, hey, it's not authentic, because it's not a Japanese sushi chef, yeah. right? But the owner is a Japanese dude, and he's one of the biggest uh, 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 fish traders in, mm-hmm. in Southern California. So he gets a shit ton of the supplies. All the supplies are from these guys, yeah. the Japanese guys. But the he likes Mexican guys because he says a lot of the Japanese sushi chefs were hella, um, they're a little arrogant and they, they were stuck in their ways. And then he had different things he wanted to evolve to the restaurant and they wouldn't budge. So he says, fuck you guys. And then he got the guy that was maybe working in the kitchen and he goes, Hey, come here. And then he just taught him and he liked them. Cause he was like, these guys are, they're ready to be flexible. They want to learn and they're
2: different from these hard headed Japanese chefs. And probably some of those workers might spin off, make something, and infuse, you like know, like. a Mexican like, sushi yeah. thing or whatever. And would yeah. we be mad for that? You know, yeah. I wouldn't. I'd be like, it depends. if they're like appropriating it, like if they're like so like, oh, I created a brand new thing, it's the best thing ever. But he's like, no, if the owner of that new place is like, I worked for this sushi place, the owner was Japanese, really took care of me, and I love, you know, hamachi or uh, like whatever, their favorite yellowtail. But you know, this, this fish is from, from Mexico or, this is uh, I made a version of a El Pastor roll or whatever. I think there's something there. I think that's why I, I think going on is it's the culture of the policing and the yeah. you know, it's that's I would say yeah. just don't ride it off. I mean there
0: are examples of these people that fuck it up completely. Well, like, you know, like they're not doing their due diligence. They oh yeah, the mahjong ladies. That, right, for they sure. they kinda yeah, that's different what's the word they fetishize yeah. right the 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 and cultures they, and then they they that they're I'm not saying that that doesn't exist I would say that not everybody is doing that there are it's it that's why it's it's hard you can't just look at a picture and judge it you got to hear the stories you got to mm-hmm. see what's going on but at the end of the day man it's 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 just a really fucked up time <laughs> I agree. yeah Anyways, uh, that's all we have for today. Great conversation. It's a great time to do business, though. Right?
2: Great time. <laughs> Let's start this
1: Japanese pizza. Let's all become authentic, uh, uh, you know? Dude, and, I want you to microwave ramen next to somebody. I really do. And
0: call it Authentic Joe's <laughs> Japanese Ramen. I want
1: you to dump and top ramen into boiling water. That's all I want. I'll open up the little Tokyo and, and then everything. get a bunch of BuzzFeeders to come yeah. through and review it. Authentic Japanese man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's okay. so good.